We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning and welcome to the Bart Winkler Show. Good morning, everybody. I am Bart Winkler. I'm joined to, today by Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show. And this week, uh, filling in for Thrill Michaels on stations across the state. Uh, and also Paul Imig of, uh, let's see, I got an old, ref- uh, on Milwaukee.com. <laughs> that, that was short-lived. That was just like a, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let me just uh, say hello to everybody and, I was just rereading some of the tweets that I put out on Monday night. You knew things got bad when I started uh, talking about Ryan Horvath's pubes. Um, By the way, I've not seen these, so I'm... I was just saying that you simp for a guy because you, like, loved him before you got pubes. You know, Rogers. Mm. Um, Bodie's all on my dick. Uh, that That's always a fun way to start a morning. I uh, I weigh more than I ever have. Um, my 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 drinking is a little bit out of control right now, and the Bucks lost. So that's just not. And the thing that bothers me the most is you know we we lump in like oh Wisconsin teams Wisconsin teams and that does come when you have good teams. And they get far, but they don't win the title. It just it's a lot of heartbreak. And I did pace around my living room. I, I won't compare this in terms of like uh, what it did. Although although the 2014 NFC Championship game, if they lose this series, might be a good parallel. But that's the way I was acting in my house on Monday, throwing shit, yelling. Um, off, and I I, just, I was like I was I was like crumpled up. I couldn't believe it was actually happening. And then to do the show and people asking me like, should can we worry yet? And uh, told you so. It's like everybody was celebrating. My main thing that I was saying on Tuesday's show, Monday's post game, was congratulations, everyone, for getting two to three more days of worry out of this than I did. Like congratulations that you started worrying and and panicking and being miserable two to three days before I did. Like congratulations for you. Um, and and that's what I don't understand. Also. My dumbass still thinks the Bucks are going to win this series. So, with that, uh, welcome both of you boys to the program. Thank yeah, you, Mark. we all express like these emotions differently. For me, Monday night's game was just like eye roll city, just constantly eye rolling, annoyed 
you know, my my word would have been annoyed. It's just an, it was annoying to watch. Right. You I were, felt you, like I felt like a child. I I haven't felt that way watching a sporting event in a while. I don't know the last time I was that physically upset, but a lot oh, of me, here I got another tweet. Wisconsin yeah. should be such a great state, but too many people get sad about the maybes rather than celebrate the possibilities. This applies to everything. Politics, sports, trains, a state that wants success but is too afraid to achieve it. Well, okay. Lots of angles there, I suppose. If you wanted to take them. Uh, I was talking about, Paul, how I kicked my Paw Patrol toys. Yeah. Uh, John McNally tweeted at me, Zuma actually got a toy. He might as well be cut from Paw Patrol. He's 2023 Chris Middleton. (laughs) Zuma is definitely the least vital of the six main pups. Grant, your thoughts. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I buy, buy. If we're buyer selling that, I'll buy that. Because I mean, because Grant, let me tell you, I mean, he's a he does like a he's a water based pup, so you have to have a water based episode. Oh, you know what I mean? So he's like Aquaman. He's limited. He's very limited. Uh, KJ was yelling at me to go to bed, and I said, "Why do people like people that tell me to go to bed are up as late as I am?" <laughs> Maybe they're spending their time differently, though. Maybe it's because of your frustration. Someone's telling me, oh, Dave from Monona, our friend Grant, says, mm-hmm. why is anyone giving Bart the time of day? He's a clown, a shit show who knows nothing about playoff basketball. Um, somebody recommented on that, recommented. Somebody commented on that and said, he is a clown. What does he know? I said, what did I know when the Bucks were down 2-0 to the Suns? They said, what did you guarantee this year? I didn't guarantee anything this year. And I said, my guarantee this year was that people would continue to be mad at me because I'm smarter than them, and that forces them to realize how stupid they are. Mm. I also Our- said, uh, remember when you idiots thought the Packers would make the playoffs when they were 4-8, and eight, and I blamed you for an a- inhaling on Hopium. That's me now for the Bucks. <clears throat> Someone said, that parade chair that you said you would eat is going to be nice and tasty. I said, tweets were meant to be deleted. <laughs> yeah. Why do, why do people take it out? This is... I'm relatively new to this business. Why do people take it out on us when their teams lose? It's my team too. Why are people in my mentions? Like, I think I tweeted, I don't know, like this sucks. Like it was something very, and someone was like, they're toast. They're screaming in my mentions. It's like, I, I know I watched, like, why are you yelling at me? I, well, I mean, I'm a little different case. Cause I do kind of get preachy about it. I was going to say, I think Bart's Bart makes himself a target for these things. Did but you also, this I, I'm just, because uh, what all that like I I really am going to go back to this a hundred times. You guys are just celebrate like people taking victory laps on me are celebrating that they got to worry for three more days than me. Like, and they- the series isn't even over yet. The Bucks series price right now is plus one twenty. Like I'm going to Pato and taking that. Yeah, I was actually texting with a a buddy last night, and he had me guess, and I don't know how odds work, but I do know how percentages work. And the guess was like, would you guess it's between like a 40 to 45% chance that the Bucks win the series still? And I said, oh, that seems high. I'd say like 30 to 35%. And at the time it was plus 130, which is a 43% chance. The Bucks still have, a, according to the, you know, the odds and everything, the Bucks have a 43% chance to still win the series. Now, that's less than 50, but admittedly it's higher than what I thought it was going to be. I would have thought, you know, 30, 35%. So 
I don't, Bart, you're not alone in your optimism about putting money. Well, I might be alone in saying this. Uh, One more tweet of mine. True Bucks fans want them to lose this series because true Bucks fans want to lose. True Wisconsin sports fans want to be sad because it's easier than having hope. Fans in this state suck. I hate them all. They are losers and I hate them. (laughs) You are alone in that one. This is how you build such a good community. This, these type of tweets. I mean, and I look at my Twitter and I'm like, you know, to really get on the couch about this, I'm like, do these kind of nights hurt me? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Unequivocally. But, but this is also like, no, I'm talking about like hurt me like for uh, like if I want to be a PR man. Um, yes. But this is also but, more so. Is, yes. Then no, yes. no, this is me running PR for myself. I love this cell that you've created in your head about how it's a different it's you're just the you're just the marketing guy for the Bart Winkler show. You just happen to also be Bart Winkler. Yes, but I am market like I am marketing. I, that's this is creating engagement. This is well, what's he going to say now? This is this is I'm a guy in the in like the tiniest corner of the Internet that needs people to come to me. And on my YouTube and my Twitter, I had like a couple thousand people watching on a Monday night. Did you really? So something's happening. Mm-hmm. I know what happened. A lot of people. No, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. Well, it was going to be an un- I'm not comparing you to Skip Bayless. But people watch people do hate watch Skip Bayless. Don't they? I you know. Think, I, you, think, I know you, think, you think some people out there hate watch me? I'm definitely starting to think it's possible. They still watch, though. That's well, who's bad. ever here? Uh, I don't care. I don't care why you watch. Just make sure you go to happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is BART, 25% off every single order. We're talking all the gummies that help you get through this awful, awful situation that is happening with our beloved basketball team. You take the gummies. You take, you know, you, you, I watched this game with so much stress the other night. If I would have just popped the Delta 8 beforehand, by the time the fourth quarter rolled around, I wouldn't have given a care in the world. And that these are these are the things that they can do for you you got some thc free gummies help you focus a little bit you got some of the creams that might make an owie feel better uh and you got some of the uh gummies that might make you feel better about your miserable lot in life as a wisconsin sports fan happy promo code is bart let's start the mm-hmm, we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's do it. Okay. Um, I have a little bit of everything today. I was, 
I, as you know, I prepped these questions out, these topics out way in advance. It was not with the assumption we'd be talking about a 3-1 deficit. So I had to make some tweaks as to how these yeah. were framed. If, if the first question is the next opponent you'd like to be the New York Knicks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, I'm going to leave. Well, let I'm me tell you, let me, let me tell you one that I'm skipping. Okay. Which is, uh, as a Bucks fan, you should be cheering heavily for the 76ers in their series against Boston. God damn it. You know, I got to skip that one. Uh, we got to skip that one. Let's start with this one. Like I said, there, there is a 43% chance that the Bucks still beat the Heat. Sure. So even if the Bucks win this first-round series against the Heat, it was still a disappointing effort and has caused the team to play additional hard-fought minutes that you're worried will catch up to them later in the playoffs. So even if they come back and win, you would still look back at it as a disappointment that caused them to play far more minutes than they should have that will cost them or that you're worried will cost them later on. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Uh, I'm going to say, mm-mm. I really don't think like the way they play against the heat is that indicative of how they're going to play against the Celtics. The, you know, and got to remember with the series, even if like they end and one of the discussions on my show uh, uh, after Monday's loss was people are real. Like people really want to say that Giannis's legacy is on the line and they really want to compare him to Rogers for being a one title guy. But we are so like, we're in the middle of Giannis's career. We're not, we're not, we're not where we're at with with Rod. Can I can I interject there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The problem, though, for Giannis and his legacy is that this is a very old Bucks team, a very cap-strapped old Bucks team. If they can't get it done with Middleton and Drew and Brooke, who are all in their thirties, what is the next generation of the, this? Isn't the Warriors where you still have Pool and Looney and Moody and Kaminga like? This is not, this is not that situation. So, I I don't know about the whole legacy part of it, but there is a a, a window here when you have the core of your team in their early to mid thirties. There's a window, and if you miss this window, what does the next, like if they lose? Well, I'll pause there, but I just want to point that out, Bart. Like it's not, I don't know about the Rogers comparison yet, but they they don't have forever to figure this out when you have a team that's cap strapped and old. I had a real interesting night uh, doing the post game show because there were people that are like in the business that were watching me that didn't want to comment publicly, but were like DMing me things. Name, so, names, name, name, reveal your sources. Nah, the names aren't like relevant enough to name like, Nick Wright. <laughs> no, but somebody said, uh, somebody said, not going to get into it because it's fraught, but hot take Jake saying the Bucks need to do a soft rebuild is closer to right than wrong. But soft rebuild isn't an actual option. They need, they might need to completely blow it up and retool ASAP around Giannis. So if they lose this series, I don't know who's back, honestly. Like they might, they might do some crazy ass shit. Well, none of this is well, like, I have a topic of about this. Brooks a free agent and Chris Middleton has a player option. Like, like, right. I, I have those details. Correct. Right. Like it is a player option for Chris Middleton. That's right. Like this isn't like, this isn't necessarily what will the bucks decide to do? All these decisions could very well be made for the bucks. Like, is, I, is, I, I don't is, know that like, sorry, people, no. people are talking about it. Like this core was about to be together for three more years and win all these titles. And because they lose to the heat, 
it, that's now all of a sudden not going to be the case. I, I don't, I don't know that this core was going to be together anyways, regardless of how this postseason went. Uh, well, if they want a title, they're keeping everybody around. I would have thought that too, but it might not be up to them. That's what I'm saying. Um, okay. So as far as like this series being indicative of other series, I still think if they like, if they win the series now in seven, the slates wiped clean. And in fact, I might argue that it helped them. The slate might be wiped clean, but the knees, the back, the strain on the body is not wiped clean. Well, and that's why I brought up the Giannis legacy thing, because so far he played 11 minutes through three games and then came back and injured, had a triple double. Like this is not the series. That's like saying that, you know, that's like me shitting on Rogers for an NFC championship game loss. If he played half of the first quarter, came back in the fourth quarter and threw three touchdowns. Thank you. I mean, the guy was hurt. The guy was hurt for a bunch of it. So I don't, I don't get that argument at that point. And then the other thing that I want to say now is what sucks about how this series started is that where I came into the playoffs desperate to win the finals again, I just want to win the series now. Yeah, but if you win this series. But right now my goalpost has moved inward. Just I, We got to win this series. Because then what this tells me also is that the bubble that I keep calling a fluke wasn't a fluke. Mm. It was a different team. Drew Holiday wasn't on that but team. It was the heat. It was like it was the heat and Jimmy Butler and all these guys shooting crazy on us. And I'm like, that's not real. And now it's real. It's the same shit. It's the same series. I mean, D- Duncan Robinson got paid $17 million a year, I think, off of essentially that series and then that stretch run. And then he was not a rotation player for the Heat until this series. Duncan Robinson was completely out of it, and now he's just like splash, 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 everything. So, um, yeah, I I think he should – Duncan Robinson should give some of that money to Milwaukee. That's a good take. Also, uh, the question – if they win this series, I think the the slate is wiped clean and we're not going to dwell on it because Giannis missed three games. Giannis missed three games. So that resets your expectations a little bit. Also watch the heat. They're just playing a lot better than we thought. Like the heat are playing really good. I know everyone wants to crucify bud and Chris is terrible and drew holiday sucks, but like, I don't know, man, the heat just look really good and it sucks, but they're playing like a really good team. And so, okay. So here's here's another, here's another debate I was having last night. Then let's just do this really simplistically. Coach bud is a good NBA head coach. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Coach Bud's a good NBA head coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Well, he's not a good playoff coach. Isn't that all that real? I mean, and you're, you're saying this about a guy that won, you know, who led a team to a championship. That was Bud's fault? I, and it's two nights ago now. We're recording this the next morning. But that was Bud. Bud looked like he put the perfect game plan in for the first 40 minutes, 42 minutes to me. Looked like they had the right idea. Well, they didn't. But they, I, here's, here's, my, here's my counter to that, Grant. But they didn't pull away. Why didn't they pull away? Why didn't they make it an insurmountable lead that wasn't attainable to come back from? It's hard to do in the NBA. Why was Drew Holiday? It's really good. This is me playing devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. Why was Drew Holiday playing every minute and Javon Carter didn't touch the floor despite Holiday having a very poor Why game? Why was there? every pass like as if they were trying to fucking go viral on YouTube? Like, why couldn't they have any normal passes? And I think, when, I think when a player puts – what was Jimmy Butler's final point line? 56. 56. 
when a player puts up 56 in the playoffs, it, I, I think like 80% of the credit goes to that player. But a, a decent chunk of that percentage of like, how, how did they get 56 has to be on the defensive coaching game plan. You can't just say, well, you know, he had a really good night. He had a great night. Yes, he did that you allowed him to continue having. You didn't do anything different to disrupt that. And it doesn't take away from Jimmy Butler or any great player who puts up 56 in a playoff game. But you 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 have the ability to stop to stop that or to try to stop that. And you didn't. So you I, I just think that's a fail. Double? You want to send two? You do something. Then Caleb Martin's wide open and he couldn't miss. And Duncan Robinson's wide. I, I mean, I, I, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, I, again, I just think there's, you know, when a player mm-hmm. goes off, there's there's deserved criticism for the coaching game plan. And I wonder how much of this, too, is you know, we're watching Darvin Ham versus Taylor Jenkins. Pretty soon, Charles Lee might be the coach of the Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. As you have success, all of your assistant coaches leave. And if you're just sort of like the play random guy, then you have to have the technicians on your bench to do the stuff for you. That's maybe not your forte as much as it is other coaches forte. And you, you start to see these failings, you know, um, Bud had a great staff. It was recognized across the league and it's being, it's been stripped away from him. I, you know, maybe that's being exposed. I have a defined brand is what I would tell prospective PR people. Like, you know what you're going to get from me. That, that's what I'll do for your brand. There's no surprises here. You're not gonna you're not gonna boycott me because of something I say. We're now like, God, you know, Bud Light. Um. Also, the comparison I would like to make is the Packers' inability to fire their defensive coordinator. During the Rodgers tenure. Yep. Sure. Equals the Bucks propensity to trade or pick up these guys at the deadline that then are unplayable in the playoffs. Yeah, but why are they unplayable? Bud why wouldn't... didn't you just throw like why don't this is what I don't get. With Jimmy Butler's going crazy like that. Right. Put Jay on him for two minutes just for a different look. This is put Panasis on him. Seriously. Just yeah. put someone else out there. That is different. Like that. Sometimes that's all it takes. But, and so I understand yeah. rotation, shrink, and all this stuff. But the guy is go- the guy's going for fifty six on you. He's having his day. Kevin Harlan's coming all over himself in the first quarter, which really pissed me off. Yeah. People are like, watch Bally's. Uh, it's the playoffs. Come on. Not watching fucking Bally's. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yep. We got to watch Bally's on Wednesday. See, I think that was the same thing, Bart, you talked about with Tony Snell and Kawhi Leonard back in the Raptors series, right? There's a, How can there's anyone a, forget? There's, anyone a different, forget? there's a different element to that because Tony Snell and Kawhi Leonard grew up playing together. Um, but I think, you know, Grant, I think that's part of the criticism that nobody on this type of show is going to do the X's and O's the way that Mike Budenholzer can. And, you know, like, that's fine. But at a super high macro level, there's some what seem to be simple ideas that he just doesn't try. And one of those is that Jay Crowder sits on the bench. Javon Carter sits on the bench. It's simplistic to narrow it down into like rotation minutes because that's a, you know, a relatively casual way to approach it. But also you just gave up four second round picks and a bunch of dudes for Jay Crowder. 
you've seen Javon Carter be a consistently good two-way player for you. He's not electric, but he's solid. And and it doesn't it, you know, and then they, they sit there while a dude goes off for 56. I would just like to say what, what I don't understand about all of this that we're talking about when it comes to the Bucks is why are we in a situation where with the Milwaukee Bucks, we have to keep realizing over and over just how like miserable it is uh, to root for a team that is just, you know, not bringing their A game all the time. It just really bothers me as a Bucks fan that we got to continue to go through this. So we're talking about Butler going for 56. Could I, could I posit, there's a new word, could I posit that their issue down the stretch was not defense, but in fact offense, Paul, and like, I don't know. They, they got outscored 30 to 13 down the stretch. They finished the game, this per our friend Justin Garcia. Uh, four of 13 with four turnovers, they were outscored 30 to 13. Like if they just make a couple of shots, Jimmy can go for 56, the Bucks win. And then we're thinking, well, Jimmy's not going to go for 56 again. You let Jimmy cook, but you didn't let anyone else beat you. Clever, smart. Maybe I'm reaching a little bit on that, but I, I don't know. Do, do you want them to throw Jay Crowder out there only because they traded for him? Because then if that doesn't work, we're crushing Bud. We only well, why did you trade Crowder. for him? Why, you you, well, for him well, for then you're only played him to save face because you made the trade. But which you is, would be traded for him. This is why you traded for him. I think they traded for him for a Boston series. I, I don't they didn't they didn't but, acquire but, but, Jaden. But, but, but I mean I would say but but Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown are all like these bigger wings who have it's not like it's like, okay, well, they got him to defend insert name of like Joel Embiid. You know, it's like you're talking all about wings who can score Tatum, Brown, Butler. So mm-hmm. it's not like inconceivable that, they, well, it's a point guard matchup. Well, then it shouldn't be Jay Crowder. Oh, it's a center matchup. So it shouldn't be Jay Crowder. And I would just say like, if, if the general manager and the coach are in lockstep as they should be, when you give away four second round picks and players, there needs to be an understanding like John Horst of saying to Bud, you would, you, I mean, this is, this will change things for you, right? Like this is a big piece that if, 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 if Jason Tatum, if Jalen Brown, if Jimmy Butler are going bonkers on us and we're facing a tough situation, like you'd want to use him, right? Coach. Yeah. 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 I would definitely want to use him. And I think when you do have situations like that, and it's not just about signing a guy for money, but you're giving away your draft capital, you don't play him to play him. But the coach and the GM should have been very much aligned that this is a valuable piece that I intend to use. And he, and he does, you know, so it's, it's not about Jay Crowder as much as it is about, I think the miss misalignment that bothers me, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just pushing back. I'm not, I'm not really looking to fight you to the death on Jay Crowder, Paul. I, I just got to say, like, I've been really busy the last week, so I, I could have missed it to be fair, but did I, did I miss Jay Crowder looking like absolute shit through the first three games of the series? Like he was bad. He was really, really bad. Yeah, and let me just say, I, like Miritich shot him out of a playoff series in 2019 and they kept running him out there. Yeah. Right. So I, I don't know. Let me be, let me be clear. This is not a pro Jay Crowder stance. A pro try something stance. That's right. It's, okay. it's, 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 it's a yeah, I didn't even want him here. You know, this is true. That is correct. Bart was about the only one who didn't want him. Yeah. I just think when you have 
what's happening in that game happening in that game and you're just like and we know this about bud he is going to stick to what he does it's his deal if there are like two things that define him as a coach but if you're also like why what what am i what what, they were up 15 with eight to go see i but i i still think that whole time i'm watching that and i'm thinking why is it still 15 why is it still 12 oh yeah yeah, it should have been 20 Right, because once you kind of hit that 20 spot... And that's what I said about the Heat the other night. I said, you can tell they're a bad team because they should be blowing us out. Well, maybe the Bucks were the same way. Yeah. So, I mean... Hey, okay, I, got so this, uh, I, got a, I got a tweet here. Okay. So, remember I said, true Bucks fans want them to lose this series because true Bucks fans want to lose. True Wisconsin sports fans want to be sad because it's easier than having hope. Fans in this state suck. I hate them all. They're losers, and I hate them. And I said, that's good for me. Uh, Grandma... Grandma Stabibs tweeted back at me, hammered and depressed, a true Wisconsinite. Checkmate. Mm. That's my brand. Touché. That's my brand. All right. So, so just to be clear, Bart and Grant, you are both saying that even if they come back and win the series, you're not worried that the additional hard-fought minutes will cost them later. No, no. Event. Maybe it benefits them. It benefited the Heat by playing in the playing tournament. Mm-hmm. And doesn't seem to bother Brooke Lopez. He looks fucking unreal right now. It might kill Chris Middleton. His body seems to be falling apart at the seams, but it doesn't. It didn't seem to bother Giannis or Brooke last night. So, okay, I don't know. I, I think if the Bucks come back and win the series, the prevailing thought will be look out, right? The Bucks figured it out, and now they're pissed off. Maybe a little wear and tear, but I don't as long that. as Middleton's body isn't shot by the end of it, as long as Brooke and his incredible play and his 35-year-old seven-foot body can keep going, you know, like, but anyway, right, win the series first, and that's what I'm saying, all the topics obviously drastically change when you're talking 3-1 versus 2-2, but, all right, um, you guys were bringing this up earlier, and Grant, you in particular, with, like, what does this roster look like, and, you know, it's an old roster and all these other things, so I was listening to Grant's favorite podcast um, recently, it was oh, the one tweet I did delete was uh, somebody from the Ringer was tweeting Michael Pina, yeah, and I shit all over him because he That's said the playoffs. Co-worker. He has said the playoffs. By the way, so far, that was an L. That was a massive L. He did vote for Draymond Green for Defensive Player of the Year, so there's some L's being tossed around. From well, the- I deleted. By the way, on Simmons, it is my favorite podcast. I'll probably go the next few months without listening to it. I, I can't. This is this is why this loss sucks is because now I actually don't want to watch basketball or consume basketball content, which is my yeah. favorite type of content. So maybe I'll fuck it. I'll get into hockey. Give me Matt in the Falls number. He can text me at one in the morning. It is it is like when you know if the if the Packers have that Saturday afternoon playoff game, and if you know they lose, it's like oh my god, I want to watch these other three games, but I kind of mm-hmm. don't. No, which is terrible. Okay, so we're talking about the Bucks roster, and. Uh, it's Brooke Lopez unrestricted, Chris Middleton player option. I sent this to my buddies last week when it was like a 1-1 series, I think. Your guy Bill Simmons was having a conversation with Jay Kyle Mann, and they were trying to figure out Trey Young destinations because Trey Young is such a flawed player and He's gotten two coaches fired and all these other things. And they just couldn't like they they couldn't find a place for Trey Young to be traded to. 
And I was like, that's interesting. And then it popped in my head that being paired with Giannis, Drew, and Brooke is like the perfect Trey Young roster. So here's what I have to ask you. And by the way, this my buddy said that, quote, this thought ruined my whole day, end quote, because he was thinking about it, but also because he hated the thought of it. My day's already been ruined, so let's go. So, you get worse. So, sign and trade Chris Middleton for Trey Young. Straight up. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. This is a total thought exercise, hypothetical, nothing, you know, whatever. But I just wanted to think about, like, you're getting six, seven years younger from Middleton to Trey Young. You're totally changing the type you know, with the way you would line up offensively and defensively. Um, but I think if they let me just say this before we answer it, Chris Middleton, if they resign him to some you know horrendous four year, two hundred million dollar contract, that will be a terrible contract from the day it's signed. That doesn't mean you don't do it because the way that the NBA cap works is you retain your assets and then you just figure it out later. Trey Young is a negative contract to the, for the Hawks right now. So anyway, let's just play it out for like as we can do it for ten seconds on this. We can do ten minutes on it. Uh, if this if the season does not end well, Chris Middleton's a free agent. He opts out. The Bucks don't want to keep him, but they know they want to get something back for his salary slot. Middleton for Trey Young, mm-hmm or mm-mm. I'm of the line of thought of why the hell not? Who cares? Um. I don't like I, like watching Trey Young. Watching Trey yeah, Young, I don't either. Annoys the shit out of me. One hundred percent. I don't either. This is not a pro. This is just like it wasn't pro Jimmy, but or pro uh, Jay Crowder. This is not pro Trey Young. This is like you have the salary situation you have. You don't want to lose Middleton for nothing. You don't want to pay thirty-two-year-old, thirty-three-year-old, thirty-four, thirty-five-year-old Chris Middleton fifty million dollars. So you're like, okay, well, you know, he's not super valuable either in in terms of his trade value. Um, making $50 million. So, you know, what else can we do? Okay, let's do the Trey Young thing. Let's pair Trey Young with Brooke and Giannis and Drew. So, uh, great. How would that even mm-hmm. would that work? How would that look? How would it not work? You could, you could play, you could play Drew and, and Trey as your, you know, on off ball guards. It would, he would pretty much be Grayson Allen, you know, like the off ball, but then sometimes on ball. And um, it's not a perfect comp, but, you know, I don't know. Grant. You cook in, in the pick and roll with Giannis. This not in a million years would this work because sign and trades for the most part never work. But I mean, fuck it, why not? I'm with Bart. Like I'm pissed at Chris. And I love Chris Middleton. I'm pissed off at him. Like he took until March to get remotely into shape this year. Yeah. Which like whatever. He didn't have an off season for a couple of years because of the schedule. I get it. But Jesus Christ, like I don't know. Let's. It, it took until March. I, I'll just repeat myself because I guess I don't have anything else to say. It took until March for him to get into shape. <laughs> and you got old man Brooke Lopez playing the best goddamn basketball of his life. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, man. It just, it sucks. So I don't know what they do with Chris Middleton. Problem is, is I don't know what team would want a high-priced Chris Middleton in a trade, whether it's a sign-in trade or, or a trade that's, you know, a year or two down the road. What What team is... The the best comp you could think is well, a young team wants their CJ McCollum, but CJ McCollum plays basketball, like he's vocal, like he does a lot of things. And I'm not trying to dump on Chris Middleton here, but like I, I can't imagine being a, a GM of a young up and coming team with money to burn 
and saying, I want to take on Chris Middleton because he will do this, that, and the other thing for my team. And I love Chris, but this year pissed me off. Well, I think that's why you, you would look for, again, this is just a thought exercise, but it's why you would look for a team also desperate, also sure. looking to get rid of a big contract, looking for a shakeup. And if you're the Hawks, you'd say, oh, we have DeJounte Murray. As long as he's not bumping into refs after a game, he's a valuable piece. He can be the point guard. We add some veteran leadership. You know, you just kind of, yeah. Veteran leadership might be a Again, I, I don't want to dump on Chris. How about, how about a steady, a steady veteran presence? There you go. A steady presence. I mean, I don't even know if he's steady. He got a bad whistle on Saturday and he acted like 19-year-old Jason fucking Tatum. Like I, this whole last week and a half has just made my blood boil with Chris Middleton. And I've never been, Bart, you've known me. I've never been a, like when the Bucks lose, come straight for Chris Middleton because that's the response. Like that's never really been how I watch or talk about the Bucks. but yeah. Okay, all of this to say, the, the Bucks have, they, for whether you want to talk about Giannis' legacy or whatever, there's a, there's a window here. And Middleton could not, might not be a Buck next year. Brooke Lopez might not be a Buck next year. And by the way, if they are Bucks next year, it's because you overpaid them at a really bad age to overpay for guys. Brooke is going to be 35, Middleton's going to be 32. It doesn't mean you, again, let me be very clear. It does yeah. not mean you don't do it. That's the NBA salary cap works in a way that you do overpay to re-sign guys that you know aren't actually worth that because it's the only choice you have because you can't replace them just the way the cap works. Um, but there's a window here because these dudes are in NBA years old and in Middleton's case, body breaking down. Let's not forget Brooke missed pretty much the entire previous season with his back. This is a this is a very, very, very critical moment in this Giannis timeline. Can I ask you guys a Bucks question? Mm-hmm. I hate to invoke the Packers because I feel like we all wanted Rodgers out, or a lot of people wanted Rodgers out because and we don't have to talk about him. And then he gets traded yesterday, and the first joke that everyone makes last night when the Bucks are losing is an Aaron Rodgers-based joke, which is shitty, and also, like, I thought we didn't want to do this anymore, but... Like I, I went on our morning show in Madison this morning and I'm like, this is worse than any Packers playoff loss in my life in the grand scheme of things. Like, okay. 2014, 2014 was worse. Okay. Well they made three more NFC championship games with Aaron Rodgers after that. Right. Like, I don't know if this team's going to be together for three more months, let alone three more years, let alone three conference championships. Okay. Right. That might be a good thing. Maybe. I don't know. Great quality players with chemistry with Giannis don't just grow on trees, though, who are also good defenders, if we're talking about Brooke Lopez, who are also versatile, who also stay healthy outside of a, a you know, one in a million back injury once a year that needed surgery. And then he came back at the end and it was phenomenal anyways. Like Wait, so, okay, so the here's, here's what's so fascinating to me. I agree with everything you just said, Grant. I think the Bucks are incredibly deep, even though you didn't really see it in this game on Monday <laughs> night. Not that you'd fucking know, but yes, they are. I agree. But Sorry from, like a, from like a top four, Giannis, Chris, Drew, Brooke, good luck putting together a better four. Why the well, hell? I, I are think they I, well, hold, on. This. hold on. Why are oh, you talking for like things. 20 minutes? Because you're staring at your Twitter. All of these things being said. Why are they down 3-1 then? What, like, so basically, what the hell? 
is the only thing I can come up with. Bart. Sure. We look at what's happened with the Packers and how they only have one time with Rodgers. And I think, like, a lot of those losses have all their little things, but I think Rodgers takes more of the blame than Giannis would take on how the Bucks have lost. When the Buc- all these Bucks losses, I don't think, well, Giannis didn't play well enough. Giannis was unbelievable last year. And he missed three of he's missed three of the four games this year. That doesn't excuse the yeah, Bucks. He, so we he's got a Giannis injury alone. now. We had Middleton injury last year. We had whatever happened against the Raptors. We had COVID. It's like with the Packers, there's all the there's the one Super Bowl, and there's all these crazy other bullshit things that kept us from winning Super Bowls. And so that parallel is true with the Bucks. Like they should have another one. We're going to look back and say they should have another one. In the case of the Packers, I'll put more weight on Rodgers should have been better than I ever will. Giannis should have been better. Is it harder to win an NBA Finals or a Super Bowl? I think it's harder to win a Finals. Um, no, I'm going to I'm going to say Super Bowl. Good okay. question. Because you get one chance to lose, and you're done. Um, I think the NBA is built so that the better team wins a series. I would right? say like, it's I would say it's harder to build the best team in the NBA than it is in the NFL. And then I would also say, but all of those games also open the door for injuries up the ass, as we've seen with the Clippers, and we might see with the Suns. I don't sure. like see with Embiid. So even when you build a contending team in the NBA, which is unbelievably hard, I'd say it's harder than it is in the NFL. Who knows mm-hmm. what can happen? The playoffs are two months long. It's a war. It's a slugfest. Yeah. Are your thoughts? Um, I don't know. What do you think of the new WWE belt? I think they made a big mistake. And basically saying, like, here's here's the consolation championship. None of y'all can beat Roman Reigns. So here, go win this stupid fucking thing. And now they'll probably take it off Reigns right away to like Braun Breaker or something stupid. I don't like it at all, Bart. I don't the, the title looks a bit silly, but my problem is the the narrative of this is the consolation championship. It's like when the Bulls were three peating, and then they're like, Okay, well, this is never gonna end. So like we're gonna create a separate tournament and the Bulls aren't invited, and it'll be great. Well, people still don't credit the Rockets for their two championships because Jordan wasn't playing those two years. And it's probably a very fair criticism. Grant, you remember those years? Yes, very well. Um, I would like to give you at some point, I'm working on an article for my website. Mm. Uh, thanks to the guys at Sun Ant Interactive, which are also putting together a website for the sponsor of the stream, danshaney.com. For oh, your insurance nice. needs, 414-732-2542 or visit danshaney.com today. Uh, DraftKings has a mock of the, like a contest where you have to pick the first 15 picks. So I'm mocking my first 15 picks. Is now a good time to tell you what I've got so far? I feel like I can talk about something other than the Bucks. Yeah, Paul. I was, I was, I was pretty much done with Bucks. If I can just say one thing, another topic I didn't get to share with you and I will not, but I will share it with you, but not, but let's see. You live in a, <laughs> ready? I'm just going to share it, whatever. You live in a world where the Bucks don't win the finals this year. 
knowing Bart, your specific disdain for players and fan bases, hypothetically, the Bucks either lose to CP3 and the Suns, Jokic and the Nuggets, or all the things that would come with losing to the Celtics. The team you would be most annoyed and pissed to lose to would be the dot, dot, dot. This is all irrelevant now because they just have to beat the Heat first. But well, I was the like, heat. the answer is the Heat. Now the answer is the Heat, but it wouldn't have been the Heat. Would it have been? Well, we've always hated the Heat, and then the last couple of years we hated the Celtics more. But this is a good reminder; it's always been the Heat. But do you? But do you hate Jokic and or Chris Paul more than you hate those teams and their fan bases? I hate. Keep in mind what's on the line here. If the if the Nuggets win the title, don't forget what you've said on this show. I don't. I would rather Jokic win a title than Chris Paul. Okay. I feel like if Chris Paul won a title now, it would be like Peyton Manning in Denver. Now that Kevin Durant's there, it would be nice, but I don't know if it would be the crowning achievement that it would have been for CP3 two years ago. I think that plays a role. Yeah. Okay. So I'm starting to mock my draft. Let's do NFL draft. I love it. Uh, And I haven't finished yet, but uh, I will give you my first eight so far. At number one, I think Carolina takes Bryce Young. Mm Mm-hmm. At number two, I think Houston takes C.J. Stroud. Disagree. Here's my write-up on that. The Houston Texans have been the scouting. Uh, they've been scouting the quarterbacks at the top of this draft for at least a full year. They won their final game of the season, so instead of getting their guy in Young, they'll happily settle with Stroud. He's going here. Houston's not going to pass on this guy because of some weird test result that was a far bigger deal on Twitter than it was in the real world. Mm-mm. Paul, you wanna, you wanna, the you wanna, way you love that cognitive test over watching three years of a guy cognitively making decisions is such a boner move from you. You want to go here? I think I, we are here. <laughs> it got him to tweet. I never see Paul tweet. I, it got me excited. It's funny that that's the thing that got you to tweet. I'm I got, but, but I'll just say this. So that was with Horvat. He knows infinitely, and I mean infinitely more about college football than i do i don't like college football i love it yeah and i know that and you've watched a lot of cj stroud and i've watched a little bit plus the highlight clip that horvat sent me and by the way since that tweet exchange the guy who runs the s2 cognition test went on your friend pat mcafee's show and without naming names, said that some of the reporting was inaccurate on on two of the players. And then McAfee said, so Stroud? And the guy said, I'm not saying who, but let's just say two of the guys who have that to be said. I don't know what C.J. Stroud's scores are. I know that I don't care who the player is. If that player has that level of score on that test, he's off my board. At the quarterback off position, off the board. Off the why, board. why, why, why don't you like? All I would do is watch how they play. Am I stupid? You are stupid. That's that's a dumb thing to do. But no. But here's the thing. <laughs> but that's what I'm drafting the guy to do is play. No, but no, you know you're not. You're there to project. And so this is why I would, you know, Bart. I think when you were putting together, this was a few months ago. You were talking about like if you would have if you were running a football team, you would hire. Toby to do this. You'd hire Grant to be that. Yeah. You'd hire Horvat to do this. And you said you'd hire me to be the general manager. Here's why. You'd oh, hire me. Hired. <laughs> no, because I would take an analytical overarching approach, but I would hire really smart people like you guys, like Horvat, who would tell me the tape. And 99 times out of 100, I'd say, I trust the tape. 
I trust my scouts. I trust my staff. You know, let me know what I should do. But there's just one thing that would have me say, I don't, there's no amount of selling you can do to me to, to convince me that I should draft this player. And it would be a quarterback with an incredibly low cognition score. It's a, it's a deal breaker. That's the deal breaker, ladies, to do some 30 rock bits. Nice. That well, is you that, and I off, off the board. The relationship we would have, I would be George Steinbrenner and you would be Billy Martin. <clears throat> Tell me more. Where, th- and this is such a great like piece of history. So Billy Martin was the Yankees manager from 75 to 78. Of course he was. Yep. He got fired. And then a guy named Bob Lemon took over for a year and a half. He got fired. And then Billy Martin was rehired. Billy Martin got fired again. Dick Hauser did a season. Gene Michael did a season. Bob Lemon did half of a season. Jim Michael got the job back. Then Clyde King. Then in 83, Billy Martin was rehired by Steinbrenner. He gets fired for Yogi Berra. Berra gets fired for Billy Martin. Billy Martin gets fired for Lou Pinella. Lou Pinella gets fired for Billy Martin. Billy Martin gets fired for Lou Pinella. <laughs> oh, my God. I did not know this. Yeah. This, the, the Billy Martin era of Yankees managerial. Like, it's so... Like they've had they've had three managers since <laughs> 1996. Now, yeah, when they were they were averaging three a season in the mid 80s. So I would fire you and rehire you constantly. That's fine. There's only a few guys I would. Ve- There's only a few things that would cause me to vehemently be against a player. And again, this is not about Stroud. Because it sounds like this cognition guy said we retested Stroud. He didn't say this, but he said a player who with a low score retested it very well. That would totally change my approach. All I'm saying is if, in fact, any quarterback, no matter how good the tape was. But we're, fact, we don't even know what the test is. It could have been like three, eight, eight, 15. What's the next number? Some of those are hard. We're, 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 we're putting so much value into this test. We have no idea no. what the fucking test even was. But, but but the thing you can judge it on... Man, person, horrible. woman, camera, TV. <laughs> they said, very good. That's very good. Most people don't remember that. Um, <laughs> man. Ah, that's one of my favorites. Um, all I would tell you, Bart, is when you look at the quarterback scores of recent drafts of this test, the quarterbacks who do well, scored well. The quarterbacks who were bad, scored poorly. That that's more the I don't need to know what the test is. I just need to know the recent examples of how the quarterbacks performed with those tests. Brock Purdy off the charts. Brock, knowing what we know today, a year later, no, 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 don't, don't, Grant, don't give me that look. Sure, he's a smart guy. He's a real student of the game. He but I think is. in a lot of I think in a lot of cases, cerebral, unless you, are, unless you are like a supreme, supremely gifted thrower of the ball, or supreme athlete whatever it would be being like a guy who can just survey and read defenses is being an nfl quarterback so brock purdy's never going to be a top five quarterback out of skill but you know especially if i'm drafting late in you know mid to later rounds particularly i'm just going to take the higher score i don't know let me finish my top eight mock draft yeah and it gets bonkers here it's already bonkers because because Stroud's not going to. Well, I hate quarterback. I hate I hate when people mock draft trades. But what's going to happen is 
Young's going one and Stroud's going two. And then the Seahawks should take a quarterback at five. They'll never be in this position with Geno Smith. They should take a quarterback. But what they're going to realize is the Cardinals are either going to trade that pick or take someone on defense, which means the Colts are going to take Richardson. No, they'll take Levis, but okay. The Seahawks are going to be like, well, we don't want to be stuck with garbage can Will Levis, Zach Wilson 2.0. So we're going to trade up and take Richardson. He's 20 years old. He sits behind Geno for two years, and then he plays. That means the Colts will take Will Levis. The Seattle uh, Seahawks have traded with Arizona, where they should take Will Anderson, but they won't. They'll take Tyree Wilson. Will Anderson will fall to Detroit. And then at seven, the Las Vegas Raiders. There's going to be a pick that people are like, they don't see it coming now. But one Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker. No, Bajan Robinson. Oh, that would well, then they're saying bye to Josh Jacobs or what? Well, now, well, they, now they either can say bye to Josh Jacobs or they've got Robinson, Jacobs, Devontae, Jimmy G. At least it's they can 50 be to one. To it's 50 to one down. that uh, 50 to one that the Raiders take a running back with their first pick. I'm going to go to Pato. I got $68 to change in. I'm going to take CJ Stroud going two with $10. I'm going to take Raiders running back with $10, and I'm going to put the other $48 on Bucks series price. All right. Uh, and then Jalen Carter to the Falcons, and that's as far as I've gotten. All right, when you get to the 13 pick. Uh, Jath- Jackson you- Smith, Jigba. Grant, what do you, what's, like, what's just your two days out read? Or 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 guess or hypothesis. He's the one that has a he's the one that has a wooden board. I do. It's at work though, which is why I'm not equipped to talk about this. I don't think Smith and Jigba is going to make it that far. I don't think he's going to come close to making that far. Honestly, I think he'll go in the top eight, top nine, top ten. My guy Ben Kenny, who I've been co-hosting with, loves Lucas Van Ness. Horrible eye test. He just looks like a. He just looks like a. God, look at him. But, but, but he's kind of what the Packers need if they want to get better in the defensive trenches because that's where a lot of games are won and lost. I didn't know if you guys uh, were aware of that. A lot of games are won and lost in the trenches. And he yeah, that some, makes sense. Yeah, he could do some edge rushing stuff. He could move inside. So Van Ness is interesting. I have a hard time believing that the Packers are going to jump up and take Smith and Jigbo, which is, I, I think, what it would take. Maybe a tackle. I don't know. Maybe take a tackle. They might trade down. Trade down might. I don't know. That might make a lot of sense too. I gave you nothing there. I'm sorry. Yeah, you should be sorry. No. Um, I was looking at the. <laughs> I was looking at the trade chart last night, and uh, well, there's several of these, but this is the main one that I've always used. The Packers in the second round have the 42nd and 45th overall picks, so middle, early, mid second round. That's worth a total of 930 draft value points. That could give you the 17th or 18th pick. So if you wanted to package your two seconds, you could move up for the 17th or 18th pick. So if you if you if the Packers desired and they wanted to pick at 13, and let's say Kincaid or Mayer, the two tight ends are are still available. Like I don't think it's going to happen, but they have the, the good news is if you're a Packers fan, you want them to do some exciting stuff in the draft. Adding this pick, first off, moving up two spots that was worth a hundred points in the trade value charts. And they have the two seconds now that are really quality picks that you could move up back into the late teens. Um, so things could get really fun if they I wanted think, to shake it up. 
if I had to bet on anything, I would bet on, I think the Packers are going to take a player at 13 tackle edge rusher, whoever. And then I think those two second round picks, I think they'll do what they did for Christian Watson last year. And they'll jump back into the beginning of the second or the bottom yeah. of the first and take their tight end of choice. It's probably what I would bet my money on Goody doing. And by the way, you wouldn't even need to, to go that far. If you took the 45th pick and the 78th pick, so the second of the two seconds and then the third round pick, you'd, you'd move up into the bottom of the first round. So the Packers almost have so much second, third round value to play with that they could go back up into the 30th, 31st pick without even having to do much. Sure. Like it, it's, yeah, they have a lot of, and of course that's what Brian Gutekinds was trying to create with the Rogers, I mean, many things with the Rogers trade, but one of which was to have options. Well, that's what Goody did. And when they had two first in, um, is it 2018 or 2019 with Darnell Savage? Like when Goody gets extra picks, he can't help himself. Like Goody, when Goody gets the extra ammo, the, like the bonus ammo, like, Oh, we found this in the, in our couch cushions type of draft picks. Yeah. Like he can't help himself. He's going to, he's going to trade up even if the price is steep, which I don't know if I agree with, but we have a couple of examples of him doing it. So that's what I'd bet on. So let me ask you this. He just brought, Bart brought us to the draft topic. I know this is not like the right way to look at it, but we're, you know, we are fans and we are emotional about the stuff and the Packers constantly pick defense and it's kind of a running joke and a running theme, right? If at the 13th pick, the Packers draft, a defensive player doesn't matter position. I'm just going to call it a defensive player. You would, you, you would kind of let out like an audible, like, Oh, so you would be, you'd be disappointed to see a defensive player be selected with. The I first. don't know. The Packers have, uh, mm-mm, the Packers have so many needs that, you know, they're going to take who they think is the best guy available. We're just kind of sick of them always taking defensive guys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not like it's the right move to not take a defensive player. But as a fan, you'd kind of be like, So either they take a defensive player and we're all like, oh, shit, another one. Or they take a receiver and we're like, all it took was Aaron Rodgers to get traded. Before they ever a one pick on a wide receiver. I'd rather bring up something else that's been on my mind. Please. As I'm ripping on other people for talking sports. And and not talking sports. I took my kid to daycare, and it's book day. And the whole theme was dress up like your favorite book character. So he's got a Spider Man costume. So he went to school as Spider Man, and then nobody else is dressed up in his class. Oh. And what bothered me about this, and it didn't bother it, you know he's a kid, he doesn't know it didn't bother him. He's not embarrassed. He's happy to be Spidey. But these kids dress up every other fucking day as something. You know, there's one kid's Miles Morales every day. One guy is dressing up as Elsa all the time. There's like three Elsas there all the time. Like, yeah, there's two boys are Elsa, six girls are Elsa. Everyone's fucking problematic. And then the day that you're supposed to, he's the only one doing it. All this leads me to tie into this point. Just kidding. I just, that was a totally different tangent. I just don't, what I don't want him to take is an offensive tackle because, like, I don't know any of these guys. Yeah, I, I don't. I I want to be. I, I look. I want him to do what's best for the team. But in the moment, I want to like be able to say I know about him. Yeah. If they take that's... like an edge guy at fifteen, like I've never watched this Van Ness kid. I don't know anything about him. He never Only started that. a game at Iowa. It's very contentious. But that's because of the way Iowa does things. We've talked. I can't. I can't break down tape on Paris Johnson. But I can tell you about wide receivers and running backs. It would be a lot more. 
Yeah. I think that's why I'm saying it is yeah. because like, Bart, are you doing a live draft show? I thought we were doing a live draft show. Okay. I'm just, that, I was asking it in a, yeah. Sounds what good. I'm going to do on Thursday is I don't, my wife's at a, re, at a retirement party for some person. So when she gets home, uh, then I will be free to do the draft show. I think what I'll do is whatever that I'll be definitely be live when the Packers are picking, unless they trade up. Um, eight o'clock is the the latest I would start. Yeah, you're not going to miss it at eight. And then, so if you want to join me, I think what we do is it would be more of a just kind of bullshit hangout sesh. And then once the Packers were on the clock is when the podcast would start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a happy hour until yes. more happy hour thing, I see. Yes. Wink, wink, makes and now I'm going to turn my mic off because I need to fart. Ah. Is he going to... See, but... <laughs> but, <laughs> but if you watch the YouTube version, it was way worse having to watch the expression on his face. I embellished it. I know you did. You could have just um, pretended to cough. We never would have known, but I guess that's. I could have just not said anything. Here, here I am saying I don't like fart jokes. I was, I was gonna say you don't. You, you're being another, you're another hypocritical thing. You're like no fart jokes, and now you. Um, but yeah, I think that's why it's like Bart. If if the Packers draft Paris Johnson at 13 and you're live doing draft coverage, people are gonna be like, okay, 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 yeah, you know, like, you know, offensive lines important to protect Jordan Love, like, but if they, you know, take a defensive lineman okay okay like you know but if they actually do something that's like more to the general population of like exciting like smith and jigba or jordan addison or any of these other wide receivers that would be like okay you got watson you've got all these weapons you're really setting up so i i think it's totally fair whether you're a podcast host or just a regular dude watching the the draft coverage (laughs) I don't know, Grant. I mean, Grant, what's your reaction? Mm-hmm, or mm, that you're just a little bit eye rolly if they go defense or I'm offense? Not, I'm not sick of them drafting defense every year. I'm sick of them drafting defense every year and still having a shitty defense. Like that's that's my frustration with them. So if they take an edge rusher or a defensive lineman, awesome. But like at some point, it needs to like the defense needs to reflect all the resources that are going into it. I'm kind of open for whatever, except safety. Oh, if they take a safety at 13, I'm gonna. I'm and number 13, so Alabama safety, Brian He's like, oh, yeah. Yep. Clinton Dix wasn't him, and neither was Savage. This will be the guy. Yeah, this will be the guy. You just need to draft him higher. That's been the problem with the safety position. That's no. really the only thing I, I think I'll be unhappy with. They could take any position, you know, within reason. Like, if they take a corner 30 spots above consensus and, like, okay, maybe then. But I think for the most part, you take tackle, defensive lineman, wide receiver, if it's a tight end, it's a reach, but it's it's going to be kind of fun. So I'm still going to be down for it. Is there There's a not a lot that could happen at pick 13 that would make me unhappy, which is an exciting place to be going into except, the draft. Except for Branch. Or your guy Stroud. Hey, <laughs> if Stroud falls to 13, I would pass. Um, <laughs> I want that? that dumb box of rocks on my team. I don't know. I'm going to wrap up the mm-hmm portion of the show. Can I, ask, can I ask you one more? Yeah, but I'm going to wrap it up because I know Grant's doing Thrill Michaels and I have to do a hit in Portland. This one, um, be- The guy, as the Bucks game is ending, like it's 
um, there's a minute to go. It's ending. I'm trying to frantically set up my stream. My guy Brandon goes, hey, you available to talk bucks tomorrow morning? And I'm like, can you let the fucking body at least get cold, you bitch? Ben, my co-host, texted me and goes, I'd understand if you don't want to do the show tomorrow. Like, <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I'm miserable here. I'm miserable at work. I will have more fun at work. But. All right, Paul. Here's, here's a quick one. It's, it's Brewers, but it'll be less relevant. I just want to say up top, I don't think there's a lot of MLB players coming to Milwaukee to get like excited about like when Aaron judge came last, year, I was like, Oh, the Yankees are coming. Aaron judge is coming. But this weekend, Shohei Otani and Mike Trout and the angels are going to be in Milwaukee. And I wanted to ask you maybe about, you know, is Otani and Trout, is that like a must see? I don't, I'm pretty confident they've never played in Milwaukee. I'm 99% confident of saying that. But then I saw of all people, Bucks guy, Ty Windish tweet the following. If Otani is available at the trade deadline, make the call, Matt Arnold, even if it's a rental. So let's just play this out for a second. The Brewers, if the Angels fall out of contention and the Brewers are very much in contention, the Brewers should give up a pretty damn decent haul for a Shohei Otani rental. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. This, uh, is, a, this is a Ty Windish special, and I appreciate it, Ty. Uh, hot take Jake is also confused. Ty Windish is the one that said Bucks fans talk their shit. He keeps thinking it's you that said that. I did not say that. Yeah, it was it was Ty of the Eurostep pod. Otani pitches Thursday, so he will miss Milwaukee. As a pitcher, he'll miss Milwaukee. Yeah. Oh, yes. Good point. Um, no. Really? This, I mean, that would be like CC Sabathia supercharged. What are you trade? What are you trading for Otani? I mean, it's a rental, so it's not like an absurd amount, but like, okay, I mean, let, let's be ridiculous. Just, like, well, just think of all the amazing prospects they have from the hater trade. They could just parlay all that, those great yeah. resources into Otani. Yeah, you know, oh, I would trade Josh Gosser or Jordan Gasser. Or Robert what, Gasser. Robert Buttfuck, what's his name? <laughs> Robert Gasser. <laughs> um, all right, I would trade Asturi Ruiz. Okay, hold on. Let's do it. Okay. Sal Freelich. For a half season rental of Shohei Otani. Well, yeah. That's I don't think they'd even give up Freelick. So I was being I was being like over the so if you're okay They're with that, to give up Churio and shit. Bulls, no, you would not. Angels aren't gonna trade Otani. Not they're, gonna either, they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna trade Otani. They're gonna they're gonna let him wind out the deal and they'll say we did everything in our power to try to sign him. They're not trading. They can Otani. still, this is not NBA. They can still sign him if he's on a different team for the back half of the 2023 season. But he ain't season. gonna. He wants not to play there anymore. What? He will not resign there. Then they should definitely trade him. But they need to tell their fans we try. It's like when the Brewers offered like a real courtesy contract of CC and then yeah. like they didn't want him, but they had to get it out there. Oh, we tried. Yeah. Grant? Shohei no. Otani rental for the Brewers? Ty Windish says? I, I, I love it. Mm-hmm for me. No, this is this is a small market team just trying to have fun and be relevant for a couple months. I'm in the business of winning championships or at least doing everything you can to win championships. This would drastically increase your chances for a championship in 2023. I don't know that it I don't know that it would. He's a two-way player. I don't know, man. You're the best hitter in baseball. Yeah, and the last couple of years I've gone into the playoffs thinking, God, we got Corbin Burns going twice every playoff series. No way we lose. And it just 
I don't know. Is this your new finals matchup? But now pretend that the Celtics versus the Lakers. Prop comedy every week. One thing, I know, Bart, you wanted to end that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can't complain about this. We can't complain about this because we're Bucks fans and we're going to lose the series. But it is kind of fucked that Boston ended up with Atlanta and the Bucks ended up. Yeah, and then Atlanta wins. And then I'm thinking, oh, maybe. And now Murray's out. Mm Mm-hmm. So is that I'm not is I'm not saying it's not fair because the Bucks I'm taking a night off of the NBA playoffs. But I'm thinking Adam Silver is looking at this and thinking, oh, like maybe we're recording this on Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, good. The Warriors don't play. All right, I'm taking a night off of the playoffs. Then speaking of lucky, geez, let's just have the other player player on the, the best player on the other team get hurt. Never it happened to Steph Curry before. Um, what did you want to bring up? You wanted to bring up something you said that wasn't mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what what was on your mind bart you yeah yeah i think it was this oh right my kid's book thing you made it sound you're like i'm gonna end the mm -hmm, mm -hmm," thing and you made it sound like you had something you wanted to get to but maybe you just wanted to get rid of us maybe that's what you were saying no i do want to say uh one last time since we talk about announcers all the time kevin harlan what that was an that was a that was a that was awful his call was fucking terrible. He was more empathetic. That's not the right word. I. He was more like pumped up about Jimmy's. Like it was like he was putting on a show. And I get that. Kept you know. I get that. But you. He was caught. Jimmy Butler scores fifty six, and it's like half of the enthusiasm he had when he scored nine. I don't know, man. Harlan's dead to me. Your team think, loses a big playoff. Game. I know he's friend of show. I know he's like the greatest guy ever. Um, but he let his daughter marry Sam Decker. I mean, what what really is this guy? What like what's the judgment of this man? Come on, you you're right. You should have ended this podcast. <laughs> this was a mistake going on an extra few minutes. No, it never is. Never will be. I'm my own brand. I'll never get hired or work anywhere else again. Besides fucking stocking shelves at home depot which there's no, no shame in that maybe that's my calling maybe that's what i like you know what i would like let me end it on this okay i want a job where at some point one of my daily duties is i have like a little cart i ride around so maybe like maybe i need to maybe i should have been like the landscaping world i just want to ride around on a little cart <laughs> Get four say, like, certified. Like golf course maintenance. Yeah, like I used to be the ref coordinator in Fondy for soccer, and I would have like this gator that I would ride, and you know, I would just ride around the fields and uh see how everyone's doing, and I'd give refs rides and uh you know, give people ride. I just really enjoyed being the guy on the cart. Go I go do it. Landscaping. I would love to become a full-time landscaper so I could dedicate my life to listening to sports talk radio full-time and not bog myself down with doing it. And then I could really, really delve into that world, honestly, without having, you know, any uh, conflicts of interest at all. So I get that part of the appeal. You just want a cart though. It's the actual riding. Well, yeah, I just want to ride on a cart. (laughs) And then lastly, lastly, Grant, any thoughts on CM Punk being backstage at Monday Night Raw before being escorted out by security? I mean, he's fed up. 
he's old and he's tired and he's hurt and he works with a bunch of fucking children. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to let CM Punk do what he wants to do. I think he's earned it. That's my answer. Oh, uh, someone. And this guy expects us to listen to his below average podcast. <laughs> Bart last night or during the Bucks loss was actually the first time ever that I'm like, you need to put Twitter away. Cause I was starting to fight Pete Bukowski. I'm like, no, you're going to put away Twitter. You were? Yeah. I replied to him twice and there was a back and forth. And then I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm yeah, like, I don't, I don't think like, I don't think the character of a man should not be judged on how he tweets after playoff losses. I might argue that's exactly when he should be judged. <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe a good point. I don't know. Maybe that's an mm-hmm, mm-mm for another time. Bart's like, fuck, he's right. <laughs> maybe i'll make that my clip i was gonna be my bud light charade from earlier but that was pretty funny that bud light next is i don't respectfully it's terrible it's god awful beer it's water with bubbles in it what about my bud light lemonade that's probably good i had one of those uh simple what is, not twisted teas but like the the lemonade seltzers at a bucks game awful terrible all terrible. right i gotta talk to I got to talk to Portland. All right. Peace. My below average podcast. Thanks for coming. On. <laughs> All right. That was a little bit of us girls chatting. All right. Me, Paul Emig and Graham Bills. And I appreciate them and their dedication to this show. But more specifically, the mm-hmm, mm-mm. sort of the moaning version of a buy or sell. I'm going to be doing CBS shifts Sundays in the summer from one to five central. And I'm going to have to come up with a like bunted or grunted or my name's Bart. I could do like art or I don't want to say fart again. Uh, Wink, wink or stink or maybe every week I'll do a new one and I'll have the guy Cause I got it. I'm not. I'm not doing a four-hour show every Sunday of the year and not having some sort of buy or sell segment. Pass or grass, puff or stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Something might be onto something with with that one. Um, got some voicemails. Listener engagement is a key attribute to the program. As it always has been. I had Horvat as a co-host, Freems, Toby, Shay. But I always felt it was the collective voices, many that made up the post game from so long ago. And I do enjoy when new faces pop on. Yes, I like to see, you know, the Jakes and the Tonys and the Qs and the Cones. But we've had some new faces during this Bucks run, which is a run that may now be shorter than we anticipated. And that isn't going to be good for anybody, but I still believe. All right. Do have some voicemails from some of the aforementioned players and some others. Again, voicemails are brought to you by Carl's place, Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. That takes you to the golf simulator page where you can look at the models that they've got. You can build your own. Uh, as well you can also check out as i mentioned earlier bartwinklershow.com and a website will take you right there we uh i think should get a good call from john and franklin after some bucks misery 
to the Carl's Place voicemail line, 402-915-BART. Morning, and I didn't say good in front of that. John and Franklin. Sometimes things, you know, they're just what they really are, and, and we, we, we don't want to see it because we're, we're enamored. We love our team. But there's been so many games where this team, as good as their record was, but there, there's many games, some of which I attended, where they just, they just, uh, it's inexplicable at times how they look. It, it, like the inability to run an offensive play. You know, the only play is Giannis running to the hoop through four people. I mean, I mean, it really, this is on the coach. Again, I know we won a championship, but, but, but that's, that's a good chunk of it. I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm going to just call it what I see. I mean, Middleton looked lost out there. Uh, Holiday was exhausted from running around after Butler. So, you know, his offense was, was not what it usually would be. Giannis did everything he could. Brooke did everything he could. Connington was just killing us. I've said it before. When he comes out and he bricks his first two or three shots, it's time to shut him down. You can, you can play, but you, but that's it. You're done. You, you can go to the basket. That's fine. Put back off the backboard. But as far as just continuing to fire away and just, just killing us, killing us, it, it was just unbelievable watching this thing unravel at the end of the game. Bart, I appreciate you hanging in there and, and being optimistic, buddy. We need you. We need you more than ever for this next game. And nothing's insurmountable, as awful as this was. We win the next game. We go to Miami. Who knows what's going to happen? Is Butler going to have 56 again? Come on. We, we, we're, we're better than this. Um, and briefly on Rodgers, I think it, you know we're not going to really know how this trade um is going to be, you know, who won and who lost, but I think it was fair. I think it was fair. I think Gutekunst did a good job. I'm amazed that the Jets weren't able to offer this up earlier. I mean, it, it's a pretty reasonable trade. They've got some fail-safes, and uh, we got decent compensation back, and we can chart our, our course forward. And uh, we certainly don't need the specter of an unhappy Rodgers in limbo, you know, however that would have manifested itself. So, hasta la vista, baby. I'm out. Yeah, we turn on our heroes. We turn on our heroes. Although, was Rogers ever really my hero? I don't know. I've liked him. I had his jersey. I wore, I saw him on a hotel in St. Louis his rookie year. Uh, that, and we were like, oh, my God, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is my age. I really think there's an age component to this with sports, how you view someone. It still is weird. Like, athletes, like, I feel like John Morant's older than me. I feel like Anthony Richardson's older than me. I'm twice these guys' age. But you just feel like, because they're on, like, a more amped-up level, you just feel like they're older. Oh, fun story. I went to uh, the Broad House in Shorewood. There were six people in there. I went for lunch on Tuesday. And there was a guy there wearing a 97 to 3, 97 3 the game hat. And he, he looked at me and I looked at him. And then he sat behind like a pole. So he couldn't didn't he wasn't subjected to look at me the rest of the time. 
the gamiacs are out there. Hot take Jake, who I talked with on the post game, called back up. The uh, next couple of calls, uh, some 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 scolding. Barty gets a scolding, I think. Here's hot take Jake. Barty, Barty, Bort. It's your boy, hot take Jake here. And uh, look, I'm in straight up dad mode right now because I'm not angry with you, Bart. I'm just disappointed in you. Because listening and being a part of the Bucks post game podcast after going 3 1 or down 3 1 in the heat, I can hear and I can sense your anger. But your anger was misdirected. Your anger was directed at fans of people that you think were pining for this misery that were wanting this to happen. Well, no. It's those people weren't wanting that to happen. It's that people were seeing signs of this happening well before it happened. And all they were told is, well, it's regular season. It's nothing matters until this point and blah, blah, blah. And lo and behold, while they were laughed at in many cases, present company included, they ended up being correct. So, yeah, people are going to dunk on that a little bit, but not because they're happy about it, but because they're pissed. And Bart, like I said, you're mad at them. You should be mad at the team. You should be mad at Budenholzer. You should be mad at the scrubs that the Bucks have put out this year that maybe were fool's gold all along. So I get that you're angry. We all are. We're frustrated. Like, we're, this is like five years of a title window. Four years are going to end in extreme disappointment. And Giannis is going to be an old 29 years old next year. So where do we go from here? Who knows? But I think you got to focus a little bit more on the product and not so much on the fan base. Anyways, that's all I got other than Jackson Smith, Najigma, or Bust at 13 this coming Thursday. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I mean, we might as well. Like, Bucks are going to lose this series, so get Giannis out of here. An old 29. I mean, we're just going to – he's going to end up being Rodgers anyway. So trade him, you know, recoup some value because we don't want to trade him too late. We want to trade him at the absolute uh, point to trade him. Middleton, he can go. Brooke, Drew. You know, I, I liked your idea about a soft rebuild. Let's just let's just do the whole thing. You know, I kind of like uh, what the Thunder have been doing. They got so many picks forever. I, I, I like that. You know, the draft lottery, it's, it's no fun when you're not in it, when you don't have a ping pong ball in there. I don't think that the regular season, like, if the Bucks don't win the series, People will say, look at that, best regular season record, then goes down. But does that really matter? I talk about in the West how the seating in front of the – it's like irrelevant. Look, look what the Lakers are doing. Look what the Warriors are doing. It's irrelevant. The seating's kind of irrelevant. Maybe it's that way in the East too. You know, the Heat, maybe the Heat – maybe I've been looking at the Lakers and the Warriors and the Suns and talking about all these teams and – what they did in the second half. Let's not look at their body of work as a whole. Let's look at the last two months. And the Heat have put it together. They've been shooting better from three. They got guys healthy. But I just just dismissed the Heat. The Bucs, maybe you guys are right. Steamrolled, even at the end, but lost those primetime games. Maybe they're not cut out for it. Giannis missing two games in this series is a big part of the discussion. Can we agree on that? However... What I think I'll end up, let's say the Bucks don't win the series. I think the first thing I'll say is they got cute. They rested Giannis one game more than they should have. 
And I know you don't mess around with guys' health, but I think if that was a game seven, he would have played. Right? I, I think they they took a risk and it backfired is ultimately what I think. All right. This is from Tony in Texas who was talking on the Monday post game Tuesday show. And then I really needed to make my point. So I didn't mute him at one point. I have not used the mute button often, but I did mute Tony. Hey Bart, it's Tony from Texas wrapping up my, tour of wisconsin i've been listening to a little sports radio locally i feel your pain uh it's pretty rough listen and it's just a crime that you're not on the local airwaves but i gotta talk to you about your pod last night and, and your censorship on me and, and your inability to realize that Giannis does have deficiencies and the bucks overall they got issues man they got issues doesn't mean they can't fight through it but they're not exactly playing the 96 Bulls here. This is not high-end competition. So for them to lose this game, and Giannis is going against a good player, uh, a potentially Hall of Famer in Jimmy Butler, probably a, a probable Hall of Famer, but not a generational player like LeBron. And, and to not get by this round of the playoffs, that's a black eye on him. Now, uh, your good friend Grant Beal said, well, that's four quarters he's only played, Tony. Well, Aaron Rodgers played four quarters against the 49ers. He played four quarters against the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But yet, you put Giannis on a different pedestal compared to Rodgers. I, I don't get that, Bart. And then, Whoa, me- I'm, I'm doing it. I'm muting him. But I just got to understand. Are you comparing four quarters overall in four games to four quarters in one NFL game? Clarify that one for me. Go back to the censorship comments. Our good friend, friend Ram from the North Side used to say you censored him. I, I took that as tongue-in-cheek before, but now is there a little bit of credence there? Are you like communist China, Bart? Is the power getting to you? I don't know. I, I want a reaction from you, Bart. Let, let's chat soon. Thanks. Yeah, Ram, uh, who has been mysteriously – you know, you think he would – you think he would – I mean, you know, I know he's on Twitter – Ram on the north side, but you think he'd be, you think he'd find his way to one of these with how the Bucks have been doing. Uh, he said I was a dictator on the radio. I guess because I hung up on him once, or I, yeah, I got to keep the train moving. I got to keep things entertaining. And and then sometimes I do like act like a little tiny bitch. So I don't know. It's not really a thing to like. How? how what am I censoring? I'm just, it's, it's more of an interrupting. And I don't know, you guys, I guess, when I go on Tony's Twitter spaces, he doesn't mute me. He allows me to talk. And Tony, I was just trying to get my point in there. I, I felt like there were a lot of people screaming. I do see your side of it. And then lastly, one thing I talked about a little bit last week and completely forgot about which proves my point that no one cares, is the Milwaukee Wave. They had a playoff series this weekend. I, honest to God, don't know, before the playing of this recording from Landmark, if they won or not. I don't know. It didn't come across nothing. There's no way to know. Who's going to know? They'll never know. So let's find out. Did the Wave win? Good morning, Bart. This is Landmark, your Milwaukee Wave correspondent. I regret to inform you that the Milwaukee Wave season 
is now over. Oh! This weekend, the Milwaukee Wave lost on Friday to the Baltimore Blast and on Sunday to the Baltimore Blast. Baltimore Blast, by the way, for those of you who don't know um, MASL soccer, are basically the St. Louis Cardinals of the major arena soccer league because every time the Milwaukee Wave tries to raise up and do something, the Blast are there to ruin their fun. So, as you noticed on Friday when I sent you the photo, there were about 1,800 people allegedly in this arena. It felt like there were like 300. So I was a little saddened by that because when you get a crowd of like 3,000 people on a random Saturday in February, you'd think that some folks could show up for this playoff. But I think that's really an indication of how poor the marketing is for the team and this league. So very sad day for me. Um, obviously this team has some veterans. We'll see if those folks are back next year or if they hang it up and they let the young guys go. The team definitely has some young guys who are able to step in and do some things. So unfortunately Baltimore is moving on. I hope they lose because the wave had everything lined up for them to go and win this championship, but they did not. So now we'll turn our attention to the Bucks, and by the time you play this, we'll know what happens in game four. So we're going to hope that's a win, and I will probably be talking to you later about Bucks and Brewers and other stuff, and then you won't hear about the wave until, like, you know, October. So until then, I will talk to you later. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Uh, that's sad. I guess Will Levis odds have gone to number one. What are people doing? The rush of action on Levis is believed to have been triggered by a post on Reddit that claimed he was telling friends and family Carolina will, in fact, take him on Thursday. Yeah, maybe in the second round, boss. All right, the next time we're talking, it is a post-game show. Bucks Heat. That game at 8.30 Wednesday night, MKE time. It's going to be a great crowd. Thought of going there myself. But what's more important to me is being at this computer in this shitty-ass basement for the people that need it and probably for my own sanity. I think I got all my nasty tweets out of the way. Never, there's at least one playoff game where I go bonkers. And no matter how far these playoffs go, I hope that that one's out of the way. So we could be doing Bucks post for the last time this season, Wednesday. Or we could be doing it for, you know, we got 15 more wins if we're going to win this thing. <laughs> the Bucks. The Bucks just need 15 more wins. I'm going to find an old Bango uh, tweeting like 15 to go or something. Retweet that. And then on Thursday, as you heard with Paul, we'll do some sort of draft something. Uh, stay tuned on Twitter, Facebook for that. And then uh, whenever the Bucks play this weekend, if they play Friday and Sunday, I will do post for those. So if the Bucks are playing, I'm I'm on my computer. I'll be there. All right, folks. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Bucks and seven, like we always say, Bucks and seven.